This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You are listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 700. That's a whole lot of talking. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And after 36 days, 1 hour, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds of audio across 700 episodes, this is All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and with me I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hello. How you doing, bud? I'm alright. I'm... 700 episodes. I'm surprised you've kept me on as many episodes as I've been on. Like, I want to say it's 300-ish. Was I around for 400? I don't remember. I think that's about right. Either way, it's way more episodes than I would have ever imagined you tolerating me for. You're a good guy. I like you. Thanks for lying to my face. And, and and saving my ego. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't know when I've lied to your face, but okay. With the good guy. You know what? It's okay. Let's go, let's go on. Not face to face, but okay. Okay, Mr. Nitpick. Whatever. <laughs> hey, I have to get my jabs in when I can and early... Because I know how this show's going to go. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of, hey, Allie, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm sweet and innocent. What is this speaking of business? And let's bring on our third <laughs> voice to this, this <laughs> repertoire of uh, uh, of show. Uh, hey, Ro, how you doing? Hey, Medros. Uh, thank you for having me on. Episode 700 it is an absolute pleasure and honored to be on a sincerely very special episode. Um, before I say anything else, I, this literally has more episodes than any other WoW podcast. Uh, it's truly something to marvel at, and uh, I am I'm just very blessed to be a part of it. So thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Now I'm waiting for the rest of it. <laughs> That's it. That, that that's the intro. That's the high. Were you expecting right. something else? Because there isn't. 
I was expecting something very different, but all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, in our pre-show, I, I decided uh, to, because these guys were trying to guess how much time there was and, and troll me in many different ways. Uh, I was in the <laughs> process of actually like doing the actual calculations. Uh, 36 days, one hour, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds of audio led up to this very episode. Oh, that's, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of talking, you could say. Yeah. That's a bit of talking. I, I've said a few words over the years. A few. Like an, an, an oh, average oh, amount, Only a maybe. few? Slightly above average. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it feels like a whole lot. That's yeah. all I can say. Uh, Manny, you could... And uh, if you did, I would have my sincerest apologies to you for for trying to listen to those earlier episodes. Uh, And I apologize severely for the first 300 episodes or so. I I remember when I was just a listener to the show and you linked me to episode one and told me how I could continue from there. I think I got through three episodes (laughs) and then stopped. (laughs) I don't blame you. I don't, Episode I, one was hard. I don't think it was um, due to lack of quality. It's just I, I I started listening to other shows and then just very quickly forgot about my promise, as tends to be the case with me. I can't with, imagine anyone even trying to listen to this podcast from the first episode to 700 and trying to catch up with it. I, I don't think it's even possible. Sounds like a challenge. Uh, I... Th- let me be clear. This is not something I suggest someone doing, especially during the run where I was a co-host. Because man, that's that's some rough listening. The, those were some of my favorite episodes. I have to say, like when Medra's first like had me on, we talked about the possibility of me staying on, blah blah blah. I I went back and listened to a whole bunch of episodes, and admittedly, some of my favorite ones were when you were around. So it's really special to have you here tonight. Oh, thank you. I I will say personally. Uh, my favorite episodes are when there were co-hosts. Because C- the, the solo episodes, those are hard. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't wish those on anybody. Yeah, that could be tricky for sure. Yeah, every time I hear about somebody doing a solo show or whatever, it's like, good for you. I can't imagine doing that. Even, even doing something simple like streaming right now for me and doing that without having any interaction with anybody else in just the chat. That... That can be so hard to keep going, especially if it's a quiet night in chat. Trust so. me, I know. <laughs> every every episode I level... record around maintenance is a quiet night in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, it takes a certain level of insanity to pull off a solo show. <laughs> it does. Allie would know, too. <laughs> yes, I uh, would. I will definitely say there have been uh, many ponies punched, as, as Relina reminds us. Uh, many ponies called out uh, as Pony later became used with Shade as the co-host, uh, and many co-hosts over the years. Uh, I don't even know if I can name them all, to be honest. Uh, and, and whether that's sad or not, I don't know. But there, there were some that were only here for like two episodes. But everybody who's been part of the show has been very special to me. Um, even those who were only here for a short time for their willingness to at least... Uh, speak their thoughts and share their opinions on this game. Uh, it is, uh, it's a, 
it's a long time. And I know that World of Warcast and the Incense have both gone longer. Um, I would challenge. I, I deserve the extra 30 episodes that the National Podcast Post Months gave me for three years in a row. Because it is not easy doing a show, a podcast episode every day for a month. Um, it gets really hard around the middle of the month. And it gets exceptionally hard near the end. Uh, but I'm very proud of myself for having done three years in a row of that. Um, hint, if you ever decide to do that, it always will start off with you doing longer episodes at the beginning. And at the end you're doing like... A five-minute. Here's how. Here's a, a tip on crafting, or <laughs> here's here's why I like my class. Because at, at near the end, even if no matter how, we, how much you plan, no matter how much you plan, it is always going to be a struggle getting those last few episodes done. Um, but yeah, so uh, it is it is seven hundred episodes and. Uh, I expect, barring complications or life changes, uh, to still be doing this at at one thousand. But we'll we'll get seven fifty first. We'll get seven fifty, then eight hundred, and then nine hundred, and go from there. A a thousand. Because six years is far down the road. Yeah, six years is way down the road. Yeah, I was gonna say that six years. That's like two, almost three more WoW expansions away. I mean, by that point, Illidan will be back from his thing. Uh, Arthas <laughs> will have been away for the the second time and on his way back. And yeah, it's going to be crazy. Azeroth will hatch. Azeroth will but, finally but you know hatch. What, yeah. But you know what will not change? What's that? My absolute hatred for Rathion. Mm. Fair, <laughs> fair. But what if Rathion sacrificed himself for the greater good and then eventually saved the entire Warcraft cosmos? Okay, here's the problem. <laughs> I see Rathion as as trustworthy as Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even him sacrificing himself, I would believe there is something else there that is not being shown to us, and that he is still alive. You know what? That's actually a pretty good comparison. I dig that. Yeah, I I have no problem with. Rathion being the Loki of the Warcraft universe, it's it's fine. I mean, Loki's one of my favorite Marvel characters, so sure, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Maddie says, episode 1000 is when Toasty Solo tanks Mythic Mistress of Lore. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, no, that's, that, that's not say. episode 1000. That's the last episode of all things Azeroth, because then you know that Toasty's <laughs> finally lost it. <laughs> yeah, tanking? Come on, Manny. I thought you knew me. You saw that. I'm sure you were there for that one time I attempted tanking during Nihilotha. It didn't end well. <laughs> like, at all. I'm so bummed I missed that one. You, you, know, you, <clears throat> you wouldn't be if you saw what happened. It was. Okay. That's what rum is for. You know what? This is totally off the show notes. And I'm gonna gonna ask something silly and stupid and spontaneous, and it, oh it's it's nothing bad or anything like that. But I have to ask you guys because you know you, you guys have recorded this podcast, and I imagine you've a couple of you have listened to this podcast before you were a part of it. Uh, what's one of your favorite moments from the show of 700 years? But my favorite 
moment that I my my, fav- my favorite bit that I did not take uh, part in was probably the Madeline Rue interview. That was <clears throat> that interview was so much fun to listen through and edit and all that good stuff. You could tell there was a bunch of genuine passion there for the story of WoW and her her opportunity to write in it outside of the Traveler series and like everybody sounded like they were having so much fun with all that with all that entire discussion. So I think that's that's been my favorite part. I know it's kind of cheating because it's a pretty recent thing, but that's probably it was pretty fun. Yeah, you know, she's great. Yeah, she was a great person to to talk to, and man, I I think I heard like. 12 different podcasts I've interviewed her. So, <laughs> yeah. right. She went ham with the podcast she appearances. She did. Yeah, and I, I mean, kudos to her. I mean, she made herself Seriously. available for podcast interviews like no one in the WoW community ever has before her. So, I kudos I to her for that. Uh, I, I, I was very refreshed to see instead of having to seek out an interview via like Blizzard or a PR person the author was actually like seeking them out and that was really refreshing yeah and actually got us into quicker than going through channels but i agree uh what about you ali what's your favorite moment from ATA? you know i've been trying to actually figure that out today and there's no one moment that sticks out to me per se I mean, there is all the, you know, different BlizzCon coverages. That's always been pretty great. In general, I'm cheating here. I, I can't just pick one moment. In general, those moments when people are going off the rails and just laughing and having a good time and joking around with each other, even it means giving Medjo's crap. You know, <laughs> those moments where people are just having a good time talking. Mm-hmm. And it's those have always been my favorite moments because that's when whatever host was on at the time was relatable and you remember that they are a gamer just like you and they always made me smile and laugh with them so I find it hard to pick just one time because all those times were my favorite and there's been a lot of those times and I'm cheating so yeah it's yeah. it's fine. I I hey I established no rules for this question, so it, it's perfectly fine to cheat. <laughs> I I'm gonna give my answer because I think Medro should give his last. My yeah. so for me, it's two specific episodes are pretty much one A and one B. So I'm cheating a little bit because I have two answers, and that would be uh, when I was involved with the show uh, would be the the Greg Street interview, the Ghost Crawler interview. Uh, that was surreal i mean i'd only been on the show a very short period of time and then the ghost crawler interview happened and never it never did i expect something like that to drop into my lap uh and that was crazy just prepping for it asking those questions the answers we got it was amazing uh the right alongside that not too much earlier would be Anne's final episode on the show which was yeah i mean super emotional on both sides and uh just really really significant not only because it was you know an end of an era but you got 
you could just really hear the the accumulation of so many episodes between Anne and Medros having done this show. And I mean, that's Anne and Medros is why I fell in love with all things Azeroth and a big reason why I listened to all things Azeroth for as long as I did and why I would end up becoming involved in it myself. And I, uh, everyone say what you will about what your favorite times of ATA were, your favorite episodes are, everyone's going to have their own answer. But for me, from my point of view, I feel that the golden age of this show was Anne and Medros, and uh, that that last show was something else, and I won't forget it. Yeah, I remember being there during that last show, too. That they, they, the, the atmosphere around it was just... You'll never experience anything like that, I think, in in this in in ATA for a long time if ever so that, that was I, yeah that was another fantastic moment in the show alright it, it's all up to you Medros so you gotta take us home with this one um well you stole my uh my big one and that's that's Ghostcrawler I mean mm-hmm. just there, there's no no way to top that I mean Greg is is a great developer. Um, he's a genuinely kind and, and generous person with his time. Um, I would not have even considered asking for that interview if he hadn't indicated on Twitter that he'd be willing to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the, the official Twitter account for Warcraft asked uh if you would hear or, or interview any one developer, who would it be? I'm like, I'd love to interview Greg Street. And his response was, I'd love to. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I don't think I read that right. Can you say that again? Um, Anne's last... Uh, you're right, Ro. Anne's last episode was... I mean in many ways go back and listen to it but just ignore the blubbering from me because uh that was that was a hard episode for me yeah um because i really felt like and was the bridge between a, a a lesser time of ata when it was mostly solo shows uh then grace approached me to bring the show to a weekly show um and then we did that for a while, I can't remember how many episodes she was on for. Uh, and then she decided to leave. Uh, and Shade was already on the show because I kind of wanted to have three people on the show instead of just two. Because if, if Grace couldn't make it for one reason or another, then it was just really hard to do the show solo. Um, still don't know how we did it. Two people, wrote, you and I wrote before... Uh, we brought other folks on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the longest episode was, was quite a memorable one. Uh, that was Emma's last episode. Uh, and then the next one is when uh, Toasty joined the show. Um, though Toasty was there for that episode. Uh, that, was, that was a four-person out, a show that was almost three hours. Um, Oof. How, how do you feel about a three-hour episode, Toasty, as an editor now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had 
we've had a three-hour episode since I've been editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, not a three-hour episode. The next closest one uh, was two hours and 33 minutes. Okay, so it felt like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know Ro would be bowing out about two hours in at least. At, 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 two and a half latest. was pretty much my breaking point. Yeah, maybe maybe we won't do three hours. <laughs> Are you sure? Come on. Look, as it stands, I try to get all the editing done on Tuesday night because I stream Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> when I don't get all the editing done um, on Tuesday night, it 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 throws my entire schedule for a loop. <laughs> yeah, the the next uh, longest episode uh, was episode five hundred, wow. and. I can't remember who was there for that. Um, I'm pretty sure we're pretty sure Roe might have chosen the title. Uh, All things Azeroth episode 500, only 500 more to a free latte. Not me. Okay, <laughs> because I wouldn't think of lattes. <laughs> okay, so I know it wasn't me. That's all I know. This that is not a not a title I would have picked up. Um. Your last episode row was hard. Mm. Um, I have a hard time saying goodbye. In case you guys hadn't noticed this, yeah. Um, and um, it's doing this show for now seven hundred episodes, um, and all that time, like. There is nothing singular in my life I have done longer other than playing World of Warcraft. Except, you know, living and breathing and stuff, you know. Which are kind of important. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're just, you know, day-to-day yeah. things. Um, but, I mean, literally, there, there's nothing that I have done as much as I have this in my life. Uh, in a incredibly redeeming and enjoyable way um, if ever this was to end if ever I was to be done with this um, I don't know what I would do with myself to be very honest um, ATA has been there. It's been that thing for me. Um, you know, sometimes it was uh, when I have time, and sometimes it was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Monday. It, it, has, it has switched many times, and I'm sure we'll at some point switch again. Too much hatred by many co-hosts. Um, but, uh, you know, that every episode is a, uh, is a good thing. And I understand uh, that sometimes my passion for WoW has waned. Um, it can be hard to stay uh, passionate about something for so long. Uh, to keep the same energy level and the same um, drive. Especially when that thing is not giving you the reward that it used to. 
Hmm. Um, I am very hopeful for Shadowlands. It, the alpha has been a lot of fun. The beta has been a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that. And I'm very curious how it's going to be. So, um, to answer the question that was originally asked, uh, my favorite moments is every time that we come here on Mondays or whatever day we, we record to talk amongst friends about World of Warcraft. Well said. Because it's it's not just a podcast. It's it's family to me. Sorry, what were you saying, Ro? I, I, I just said well said. <laughs> I keep making gestures so, at the camera, like we but being like like touched and all that <laughs> stuff, and but, but then we're not yo, I know. I, I yeah. No, video, video, no, mm. do video. Yeah. I mean, we could have if we had planned this out more than I asked Ro two weeks ago. Oh, I, I do not have a face for a podcast today. I'm not. I have it shaved. It, it'd be. I'd be a mess. Oh my gosh. I just don't have a face for a podcast in general. I. <laughs> your hair is it, magnificent, sir. Don't you? Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Now, is it was it was it magnificent when it was blue or just in general? Because yes. it's not it's not blue yes. anymore. All of the above. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks the truth. Um, but yeah, this you know uh, this has been one of the re- most rewarding things I've done in my life. Um, people from this community that we've built here, um, which has grown and shrunk and 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 done so many times throughout its time um have been some of my closest friends um well they weren't there at my wedding in in person they were there in spirit and um one of the best people from this community wrote some very touching things for me to read at my wedding um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ghost Crawler, having Shade here, having Ro here, um, there's lots of instances where the episodes were incredible and memorable, um, but I can't pick just one. Uh, there has been too much awesome over the last many, many years to pick out um, anything that isn't just doing the show and this community is awesome. There is a reason why I welcome you every week to the show with Welcome to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Because folks, you, the community, make it awesome. And I thank you for that. All right. Uh, so, uh, Ro, what have you been up to in WoW lately? I haven't been doing a whole lot on live because we, my raid team had down Nizoth on normal. And I want to say it's been about three or four weeks now. So haven't been doing too much on live. Uh, played a little bit on the beta. Uh, but honestly, I'm, je- I'm kind of just in that mode, right, where... Uh, things are just pretty chill until we get 
the pre-patch going on the uh, on the live servers and and not the, what them. We're going to be talking about the the pre-patch on the PTR a little bit later on. But uh, to be honest, yeah, just not a lot. I mean, I log in a couple times a week. I'm kind of done with horrific visions. Uh, I may try to do that achievement that gets you the mount by doing, you know, uh, the five mask full clear. I, I, I'm going to have some vacation time coming up soon-ish, and I may spend a little time trying to, to get that done, because I think that'd be pretty cool uh, to get before we switch over with the level squish and all that. But not really, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of in... Pardon the pun, maintenance mode when it comes to World of Warcraft uh, <laughs> on the live server, but uh, still, still subscribe, still enjoying it. Awesome. Uh, Allie, how about you? I actually been doing a decent amount lately, so I am still on my quest to get all the mounts from islands and everything from the doubloon vendor I still need. I'm getting there slowly but surely. You know, pets and whatnot. I, I'm one of those people that have liked islands from the beginning, so I'm trying to get them done before, or at least get most of the things I want from them before Shadowlands drops and they become hard to find people to do with. And I, like Ro, actually, I'm trying to get that achievement too with the solo five mass runs. They are not easy. No. It is on my list of things I want to do. I need to, I think I need to sit down and kind of look up some guides and really set a path and really work for it because just trying to do willy nilly being like, I'm going to try tonight and see how I do. Hasn't gone so well yet, <laughs> but at the same time, I might, I might try to do it as holy. I've tried to do it as shadow and because I've made holy priest all expansion, my shadow set, it's just now getting to a point where I, I do some good damage. So I should probably try again, but I'm also going to try as Holy and see how that goes. I don't know. It's going to be a little experiment. We'll see. Um, I finished Brawler's Guild finally this weekend. Got Bruce. Congrats. Thanks. That was fun. I, I like the whole... Bra this is the time of the expansion I always do Brawler's Guild. And this was pretty fun with the new murder mystery quest line mm -hmm. and everything. That was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed that. It was... Just, it's something different to do in-game, and it was really cool. And some of the pluses. I finally got my Horde to 120, and I'm working on the war campaign so I can get that done. And doing a little bit in the beta still. Probably more this week. And I also got in, actually, with Manny, who's in chat, and we tested some of the PTR stuff out. So it's act I've actually been kind of busy a while lately, which is nice. Awesome. Uh, you know, I still haven't uh, finished up the Brawler's Guild stuff, so that's another thing I sh uh, need to work on before the, the pre-patch. I'm actually... I'll probably get the Brawler's Guild stuff done before the 5 Mass Clear, because I feel pretty good about the Brawler's Guild stuff, because... I raffle stomped. Okay. It's... As long as... There's one or two fights that might be a tricky, but once you understand what the strategy is, they're super easy. I did it all in three-ish hours, I think. Mm. And got my mount, and you did a couple extra fights with some guildies and stuff. And it was just a nice, chill way to spend the Sunday, which was really nice. Nice. Toasty! 
Um, so this week I attempted to go through beta stuff, and then I got stopped by that bug in Meldraxis that stops you from progressing. Apparently it's been fixed, so I'm gonna make an effort to go back to doing that. Um, when I came across that bug, I'm like, you know what? PTR just got released, so let's go to PTR and check out all the cool stuff there. And then character copy was broken, so I couldn't do that either. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I decided to go mount farming. So I finished up Brawler's Guild. So I, too, have Bruce now. Uh, Yay! That last quest with with... The, with the trial thing, I'm, that was fun. I'm very. I was very confused by it. I wasn't expecting to have to do that because I, I. When it comes to Brawler's Guild, I approach it with a very much with a I'm not going to read anything about it kind of thing. I'm just going to do it and see how well I do. So, right. so I wasn't expecting that courtroom thing, and I'm not entirely convinced that any of my answers actually mattered. <laughs> it may not have. Um, but yeah, I, I got. I got Bruce, so I'm super stoked about that. Uh, and then I ended up going through Ice Crown, Hellfire, Citadel. Um, what else? Ice Crown, Hellfire, Citadel. Blackrock Foundry. And there's another one I attempted to get, but it doesn't matter because I didn't get any of those mounts, which, like, not totally unsurprising. It's still a bit of a bummer. Um... What else was there? I think I honestly think that was pretty much it. No, yeah, that was it. I was planning on doing a bunch of other stuff, and then family stuff came up. So lots of mount farming in my in my week, and only one actual mount acquired. So that saga continues for another week. But yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Ro, kind of just doing whatever I feel like come feel like that comes up. Not we're not raiding anymore, or we're not even doing the mythic desire lore that we attempted to do it's one of those good times to to really just do other things and i mean i hope that doesn't come across as blasphemous to to people who like their only soul game is world of warcraft and i trust me i get it because i'd say the first half of my time playing wow i was pretty much wow and nothing else but now that I play like so much Hearthstone, and now that there's other games there that and other experiences that attract me, I don't really mind that there's lulls like this once in a while, you know, because it gives it gives you the opportunity to to try other things and not feel like you're missing out on stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly that's what that's what this part of the expansion is good for. Uh, just doing stuff in WoW that you may have neglected because you know you might be raiding or doing other stuff. Or just exploring other games. I played a lot of Fall Guys this weekend, guys. Oh, that man, that thing's catching on like wildfire. It's it's like the new Fortnite or something as far as uh, it's really catching on. It's so much fun. And honestly, I just spend a lot of time sabotaging other people. I don't actually try to win, ever. <laughs> it's the ultimate troll game. It really is. Oh my god, is it ever. Which is so, probably why I'm having so much fun with it. Medros, if, if I, you I, ever I, feel like playing Fall Guys, I will start playing right away and I will be happy to play with you anytime. <laughs> I, I'm, ju I'm just saying. So, uh, I, I've seen like a lot of the Pokemon Go YouTubers who are doing Twitch streams now, uh, they, a lot of them have been playing Fall Guys the last few days, and I'm amused every time I watch them, because they're like, get away from me! Get away from me! I'm like, dude, 
the whole idea of this is to bounce into each other and try and knock each other off. You're competing with each other. And they're like, God, I hate that person just knocked me off. I'm like, dude, name of the game. <laughs> fall guys. They're trying to make you fall. That's the game. I mean, they're playing the game. I'm sorry you don't like the game, but you're playing the game. You should stop playing the game if you don't like the game. I mean, if I don't like being an Azeroth, I wouldn't play World of Warcraft. Like, it, it, it just made me laugh. Uh, as, as for Fall Guys Row, if I ever play it, you'll never know. I figured. <laughs> and, like, we actually won't ever because... know because no, we're not allowed names anymore because people are not nice Jerks. people. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely, uh, definitely left of the guy telling me I was playing. Um, because, uh,. I don't invite people on my show very often because they troll me. I'm not going to let them troll me in a video game that will drive me furious with rage. <laughs> Thanks, Henry Row. It's okay. Good try. I, it was worth a shot. So, so Medros, what have you been up to WoW-wise? I actually played. And I streamed WoW this week. I didn't just stream World of, or Pokemon Go. I streamed World of Warcraft this week. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you. I saw, I saw the, I, the little notification on Twitch that said you went live. Like, oh! That's not that's not the Pogo yeah. channel. No, that that was the Medros one, uh, and I think Ali was there briefly, but was too busy doing other stuff. I was there for a little bit. I think it's actually while I was doing. I think I think that was actually while I was doing Brawler's Guild. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I uh, I decided to do some level level of a character, and uh, even with like. Take, taking breaks from the computer for significant periods of time. Um, in this stream, I got ten levels. So my light forged paladin is uh, now fifty-five, and uh, close to done in vanilla. Uh, and that was just one level, or one mostly just one zone. I did like two quests. So I did all of Darkshire, and it was it wasn't even all of Darkshire. Like it was probably like a third of the way into Darkshire. Um. Or Duskwood, sorry, Duskwood, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just was like, ah, I feel like living a low level character. I don't feel like playing playing beta stuff today. Uh, did that, and yeah, uh, finished Duskwood at fifty four and like a couple of quests to do to to get me to level and uh, hit fifty five after doing some the jungle remedy stuff over the medicine men and the curse camp in, in Stranglethorn. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was, that was about it for my stream. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, it has been a very long time since I've, uh, streamed World of Warcraft. And I recall the last time I tried it, it sucked because I was terrible at doing it. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. Um, and yeah, um, I actually don't know that I actually logged into the beta this week. No, I did. I logged in, and I copied some characters over, and then logged back out. <laughs> it still counts uh, as logging into the beta. I mean, technically, yes. I did did log into the beta, and I did stuff, but not actually stuff in-game. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. And um, I... 
I considered doing PTR stuff, but I'm like, nah. Like, I don't know this is that much different from what we had for Ice Crown, and I experienced that, so I don't really need to go test it again. Mm -hmm. I, I I do kind of wish they did something new for the this one, but there are there uh, are a couple Capo, new elements that... in it. Okay, Capo, uh, let's be clear on that. Never gonna happen. Never gonna level a PvP. <laughs> uh, I started on a PvP server. I will not go back to a PvP server. You, uh, are you sure about that? I mean, okay. If somebody was to donate $100,000 to the podcast, I'd consider it. <laughs> not saying I'd do it. I'm saying I'd consider it. That's the best you're going to get out of me. I just, I don't like PvP. And, uh, yeah. There is a reason why I quit Manoroth. So. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Did, did some low-level stuff. Uh, I think I would have tried and do once a week doing some WoW streaming. Uh, we shall see, though. Uh, not sure if I will stream the opening of Shadowlands, though. That's something I have to decide on, so. Because I may want to just experience that without having to pay attention to a, an audience. Though most of my audience will be playing themselves, so I don't know if there's be a lot of audience for that at the time. That's so. true. I think most of the people that are going to be watching people streaming, you know, Shadowlands on launch are people who just aren't subscribed and are kind of wondering... Is this good enough to get back into or to try for the first time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I will be honest, um, reacting to certain things that I know are going to happen early on in Shadowlands on stream uh, might break some people's opinions of myself. Because <laughs> I know there's stuff that's going to happen that I'm still in my head not accepting yet. Fair enough. I'm not going to say anything more because that would be spoilers. <laughs> just not happy. Not happy at all. Anyways, uh, let us move on to this week in WoW, which is very little. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so this week in WoW, we've got the Arena Skirmish event that goes from August 18th to the 24th. Alongside that, we've got PvP Brawl Deep 6 for the same time frame. So, PvPers rejoice. This is your week. Get, get all the stuff and kill all the other players in-game. That's it, that's all. That's it, that's the week. Well, that's the week, assuming you're still on... If, if you're solely on the live servers. If you hop over to the PTR, there's a bunch of stuff going on there. Right, Medros? Yeah, uh, as I alluded to it just a few months ago when I was talking about my weekend while and why I didn't go on the PTR, uh, they have the PTR up now for the Shadowlands pre-patch, which tells me the patch for Shadowlands may not be too far out. Am I am I am I crazy to think that like PTR for the pre patch doesn't usually last too long because most of the stuff they're testing has been tested on beta, and that's fair. I mean, usually when it's on the, I think people have been saying when the pre patch has been on the PTR, it's usually been for like four to six weeks before it hits live. Yeah, but on on the other side, like I'm surprised that we have this, but we don't have a release date yet. I think that's coming this week. Like, if I were, if, okay. and I have no inside info or anything like that, but if I were a betting person, I'd say there's a very strong chance that we get it, like, sometime this week, as far as the release date info. 
So, okay. So, get a release date this week. I'm, I'm just going to ask for it. Let, let's let's do a prediction here. Bro, what do you think for the... We get a release date this week. By Friday, we know the release date. What's that release date? October 20th. Okay. Allie. Oof. I mean, why I would rather have it October 20th. I do know they're really putting effort into listening to feedback and making changes based on feedback, blah, 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 blah. So my prediction is going to be November 10th. Okay. Toasty. Um, hmm. Uh, you know what? Even though, even though we are in, we're, we got the pre-patch on PTR already, I know that's, I know more recently it was Edmund Shadowlands, or not Shadowlands, uh, BFA's coming out, like, BFA came out soon after the pre-patch PTR thing. Uh, I still think it's going to be later, just because complications of work from home, all that other stuff. Like, I know they say they've streamlined that whole process, but let's face it, it's still not as efficient. Um, so I'm going to stick with my original guess of either very early December, like I'm talking December 1st. Wow. Or late November. Okay. Okay, I'm looking for a date, man. Okay, let's say November Pick 17th. Pick something. November 17th. Okay. Do you want to know, really quick, Do you want because I only gave a date and I didn't give an explanation for it, do you want to know why I say October 20th? It is the latest that they could possibly release it and still, in theory, have people raiding Castle Nathria before the end of the year. Because if you put it out on October 20th, you give people three to four weeks to get the max level and prep for Nathria, then they can do Nathria the first week of December and the Race to World first is done and finished before the holidays. If they start it any later than that, then... Castle Nathria is not opening till 2021. And that's kind of why I'm going for like late, early, early December, late November, because I don't believe we will see the world first race till 2021. Uh, till 2021, yeah. Okay, and, and yeah, if if that's what you believe, then I agree with you. But I think they're, I think they want to try to get that world first race done before the uh, the end of the year. Uh, so my answer to this question, uh, and, and this is absolutely not advised by anybody in our chat room, uh, is November 3rd. I think that they will play it up as, we couldn't give you BlizzCon, but let's give you a, an expansion instead. Hmm. In fact, I will yeah. bet if that is the date, they will actually say something along that lines, if not exactly what I just said, in their announcement. That's fair. Because... There's no way Blizzard's not going to use the marketing push of, hey, I'm sorry we couldn't give you BlizzCon, but let's give you an expansion instead. I, I don't see them not doing it. Could be it. Could also be a day of pre-patch. I mean, there, there, there are multiple ways they can use the, sorry, no BlizzCon, but here, here's a thing to do as a community shtick. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like we're going to have the, the pre-patch probably by the end of September. So six uh, weeks? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'd say third. I'd say third week of September is where I'm guessing the pre-patch falls. Like, 
so that'd be uh, September, I'd say September 15th or 22nd, probably the 22nd. So I'm thinking for pre-patch, beyond the PTR for a couple weeks, I'm going to say pre-patch will be September 8th. Yeah, I think that could be a little bit early. Uh, just because, I, I don't know, I feel like, I think that this pre-patch is going to last uh, the, on the PTR a little bit longer than others just because of the whole, the, the, the level squish and all the things that are coming along with that. I mean, the event testing is one thing, but I, it seems like they still got some things to tune up as far as like the whole leveling experience goes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. That that's the reason why I'm kind of leaning toward later part of October is because I is just because I feel that this is gonna this PTR is gonna be a little longer than some people think it's gonna be. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Yeah, I I still say the end of September. It's my guess for that. Yeah, uh, it's so like the 28th, 29th. Sorry, 29th. Yeah, at, I I think anywhere that week or the week before sounds like a, a fair bet. Uh, early news remind me why, why that's a funny date. Uh-oh. Why's that? It's her birthday and my anniversary. Ah, nice. Wait, didn't... If I remember correctly, didn't an expansion come out around your birth... Around your wedding anniversary? I think so. Yes! Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was picking <laughs> it up before heading out to the Dauphin for the wedding. What was that... Was it missed? Was it missed? I remember. Okay, so Shade was still in the show. I remember that. Uh, September twenty fifth, four days before my wedding. Wow. So it's missed. Like literally Tuesday before my wedding. <laughs> yep, missed Pandaria. <laughs> anyway, uh, pre patch. I don't know. I th I think six weeks out. Is too soon. But at the same time, I don't have a better guess. Are you calling so the... Like, you mean six weeks from now or six weeks from before it... Well, six weeks from now, you said uh, end of September, right? So that's about yeah. six weeks out. But but analysis shows that it usually comes out around that four to six weeks before, before release. So... So you're basically you know, telling consistent. me... If it if the if it happens in four to six weeks, you are calling patch nine point zero point three executives. Because it's too soon. Thank you. Too soon, executives. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm gonna keep with my with my late November uh, release dates, I'm gonna have to go with like October. 13th for pre-patch. Hmm. Alright. Well, we'll definitely see. Uh, do, do we need to put, like, wagers or bets on this thing? Um... <laughs> I already lost, if that's okay. I mean, we have no BlizzCon <laughs> predictions to make this year, so I, I almost feel like there should be something on the line here. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We, 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 will, we will, of course, have you back 
the episode before Halloween, uh, as, trad- as tradition. As is tradition. And then the episode two weeks later. <laughs> Which may end up being the, epi- the episode before and after the release of Shadowlands, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I will say, I will laugh my butt off if I'm right. Just gonna laugh my butt off. It makes saying, a lot of sense, butt, man. Laughing off. I can do yep. it. Yep. It does. Um, it, it just, from a PR sense, it, it, it just, it, it jives with me, that's all. Yeah. Alright, uh, so yeah, as part of the, uh, the PTR, uh, we have Frostworms over various cities, it looks like. Uh, Argamar in one picture here. Um, we have, I, I, if I understand this right, it's Ice Crown or, or Rafflage King bosses in the world defeatable and lootable by players, is that right? In the yes. PTR? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and several upgraded items, um, such as Papa's new bag from Forge of Souls becoming Papa's <laughs> mint condition bag. Uh, the I love that. The tiny abomination in a jar becoming minuscule abomination in a jar. And Kelisess Seducer becoming Kelisess Influencer. Oh, man. Influencers are coming to WoW now. That's That just sounds like a bad time. <laughs> Uh, I hate that word. <laughs> they've, been, so much. they've been they've been around for a long time, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we we literally have them in the game, uh, many of them. <laughs> Fair. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really curious how this is all going to work out and how it's going to be. I I have like I said, I haven't done the PTR uh, because I mean there are new things like this is a new thing, but. Um, I recall how angry people got the first time this happened when uh, they got zombified, and uh, I know that people will be pissed off now, so I'd just rather not. I, on the other hand, can't wait to create as many zombies as I possibly can. Though I will say, it amuses me in some significant way that in the middle of a pandemic, Blizzard's giving us a plague. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, I thought that too. I mean, that is one epic troll. We definitely, you know, like I was saying, I, I went and did it the other day, or at least a part of it, and it definitely felt like the Scourge event from back in the day. And I did have this moment of, this feels a little too real right now. It's a little on the nose, right? <laughs> there I, I is mean, no social distancing with those zombies, let me tell you. Will there be people? Will there be I, people I, denying it all over the place? Like this isn't really happening. It's not a real thing. Until a zombie I, I, explodes on your face. I, I the the confluence of the news saying, "Oh, this old World of Warcraft plague is being used by researchers to try to uh, see how they can predict what's going to happen with COVID," and that event was used to create the original Wrath of the Lich King launch event. That. It circles within circles. Headache. Time is is a flat circle. (laughs) Uh, So, well done, Blizzard. You found a way to bring a plague to us in game and life at the same time. Though you didn't bring us one in life, you you definitely bring us the one in game. So, congratulations. I guess. Uh, Anyways. Uh, Yeah, so. The, the PTR is live if you want to go check that out uh, you can uh, it will be very interesting <coughs> and 
prepare for the rage and people who are not wanting to participate in the launch event getting upset that they had to. Mm-hmm. I still remember patch 1.11 and the the, the the arrival of the... the yeah, that... No, it wasn't... That was, uh, that was the end of... That was the end of Vanilla. So it was the pre-patch for Wrath was... I guess two point two or three? I don't know. I don't remember what the pre-patch was, but yeah, it was pretty pretty fun back in the day. Enjoy. I, I mean, enjoy exploding all over the place. I'm. Aren't you happy that like one of your your favorite factions is going to be you know back in the spotlight for a little while? Uh, which faction is that? You're already done. Ah, true, true. You don't sound very excited about that. I mean, I would think that I would think this would be your time with this pre-patch. It's like the Argent Dawn is back and doing crazy things. I, I mean, you and your paladin self, I feel like you'd be all on board for that. I forgot yeah, that could... these guys would be a front and center thing with all this. <laughs> yep. I'm less excited now. <laughs> you see? So in one way you make me happy, Ro, in another way you make Toasty unhappy. Congratulations. Hey, it's episode 700. Every, anything can happen. <laughs> it's very fitting, really, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you know what, I'm going to roll around with my abomination of a paladin. The one that Medros really hates because it looks nothing like a paladin. Oh, you mean your warrior paladin? My warrior paladin? What? My my dark iron. Is another one you made look like a warrior? Yeah, my dark iron paladin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's great. Ten out of ten. <laughs> wrong. She's like blood elf paladins. Just wrong. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, so if you want to test the uh, pre-events for Shadowlands, go ahead and do that. Uh, if not, just wait uh, four to six weeks and they'll arrive on your local server. All right. Potentially four to six weeks. We don't We, 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 we don't know. <laughs> Ish. We have no inside Ish. info. So we're on there. It'll get there when it gets there when it's ready. Yes. Soon, TM. Indeed. All right, so let's talk about some legendaries. Yes, so we are getting more information on what it's going to look like to craft our legendary gear in Shadowlands. So what's going to be required is a base item of an appropriate level and slot type. Now those base items cover all the slots except for weapons. And they're actually made by professions. So tailors make the cloth ones, blacksmiths make the plate ones, leather workers make the leather ones. And the male ones. Jewel crafters make the neck and ring ones. So once you have your base item, which could be different levels, mind you, which we'll get to in a minute, you get your stat scrolls, which come from inscriptionists. And that's where you get your haste, mastery, so you have that kind of control over what stats you want on it. Then you get your Soul Ash, which is a currency that you get from Torghast. And the higher item level the piece is, that that base piece is, the more Soul Ash is going to be required. And then you get your Legendary Powers, 
No, obviously I'm not going to sit here and go over every single one, but there's general legendary powers and then there's ones for classes. These legendary powers are learned from recipes. And... It's a pretty complex system, right? <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I even read all this, and I had in my mind digest. how it's going to explain it. But I mean, it it is laid out kind of nice, and once you learn it, it's nice that you do have some control over, like I said, where you you have to have the appropriate base item. But it's nice that you have some control over what you're going to get, what item level you're going to go for. You know, if you want. A legendary quicker, requiring less mats to make, but you're okay with it being a lower item level, you can do that. You can control what legendary power it's going to be. It's not that horrible RNG that we've seen from Legion and that kind of thing, which is really, really nice. So inside Torcast. Yes, we get to go Torghast. I know Medros is really excited about that because he really loves Torghast. You can almost hear the eyes rolling in his head. We have proof. He does like Torghast. Proof. Buys. Toasty, we have to post that again? I'm on it. Okay. (laughs) So what happens is you go to Torghast and you go to the Rune Carver's Chamber and that's where the Forge domination is you. So you take all of your materials you gathered together, you take it there, you have your stuff, and you unlock his memories, and then they will remember how to make a legendary for you when you go to the forge. It's this whole little you know thing, and it's also exciting because I want to know more, and this is probably going to be where we learn more of the backstory between where we learn more of the backstory behind Frostmourne and the Helm of Domination, which I've been looking forward to since BlizzCon when I like squealed in delight when they talked about that. So <laughs> that's where we're going to get that. Now, originally, again, we are only going to be able to equip one legendary piece at a time, but it's looking like that number might actually increase over the course of the expansion, which is really nice. Also keep in mind that certain legendary powers can only be applied to certain armor slots. So it's not willy-nilly, you have this one legendary power and you want to put it in your belt. It may be only for necklaces and rings, you know, but there will be some options, which is really nice. And what's really nice is that they are finding a way to involve more professions to make this happen, which I think is really great. Because professions need some love. Let's be honest. Uh, what do you guys think about that system? I I, I really like the, some of the points where you know where we can target legendaries and all that other stuff. We know where some of these recipes can drop and all that other stuff. So that you know, like you said, there's where there's less RNG related to these legendaries. So there's going to be less people angry that they got. Let's say, for example, Sifu's secret. <laughs> Yeah. And they, they're getting a legendary that they actually want. Which is fantastic. I mean, it's a rough example, right? Yeah. You know, it happens to, off top of the head. Yeah, there's a, there's a first legendary that I could think of. 
So, yeah, like, all that considered, I'm really excited for this system, and I think it gives me another reason to go to Torghast, which I am okay with. Give me all Torghast. Now, something I did not mention is that, obviously, with the professions making these base items, these base items can be mailed, they can be traded, they can be bought and sold in the auction house, which... I think, again, is great for professions and a nice change because we have seen a lot of professions being soulbound lately, which this is a good change. I'm actually really happy about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 feeling OK about the, the whole legendary thing right now. Uh I'm going to be interested to see just how important they play into the whole endgame of things. So, it's, so right now for me, of course, obviously when it comes to endgame, the majority of my interest is in Torghast and the legendary system has a lot of connections toward Torghast as far as like you do Torghast to power up the legendaries. Uh, but for as far as the whole Torghast thing goes, I'm, in toy, I'm enjoying Torghast because it's Torghast. I'm not... It, my enjoyment from Torghast isn't necessarily the reward system from it yet. Now, if this, if right. the way this whole system works out makes me enjoy the experience of Torghast more, great. But it's not the be-all and end-all to decide whether or not I enjoy Torghast or not. So I'm kind of a, I'm, it, it's a lot to digest and it's, I'm kind of a wait-and-see person when it comes to this right now. One thing I am a little bit concerned about is just how we're going to go about upgrading all these legendaries going forward. Like, I assume something will happen because something happened with Legion with with all of our legendaries. Is it going to be something similar where it's going to be just grind out currency here to get an upgrade item so you can upgrade these? Or is it, is it, going, to be, is it going to be a little more to the system than that? Have... That still keeps the professions involved. Uh, it's it is going to keep the professions involved. I'm pretty sure because uh, one of the things about the legendaries is crafters can make the the base component for the legendary. They can make that at four different base item levels. The, the higher the item level, the base item, the more materials are required to make it. And then in order to empower the base item, uh, you need more stuff from Torghast, right? So I would not be surprised if they just, as item level goes up, as we go into more tiers, uh, th they'll kind of rotate things a little bit. But I, I think kind of the point of a system like this is to continue to give crafting some sort of purpose as far as uh, as far as the gameplay goes. So uh, short answer to your question is, I'm sure crafters are going to be just fine. Especially inscriptionists, because man, they they're super important in yeah, being able, I mean, being able to control stats has been lacking for a while, and considering that some specs are so stat-dependent, mm -hmm. this is fantastic. And for those wondering, where did I just read that? Hold on. If you are really hardcore growing for this, and you really want your you know first legendary... And you want to add that rank four, you know, rank four, by the way, is item level 235. 
just to give you an idea of rank item, the first rank is 190, so it kind of you know goes up from there. If you are doing everything, every week it comes out, blah blah blah. It's looking right now like you can craft your first max level item level legendary after four weeks. And if you're okay with having that lower level, you know, 190, whatever level legendary, just for the effect of having it, you can obtain it week one. Which I think a lot of the mythic uh, bleeding edge guilds are going to do for their world first race, because I think the effect will have that much of an impact that they'll do that week one and then try to get an approved one a few weeks later. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely, I mean, I, I do agree. It's going to be interesting to kind of see how it all plays out and really get our hands on it. Um, for those who PvP, you're actually going to be able to get some of the more utility-based legendary powers through PvP vendors. Which is a nice way to involve, again, different types of playstyles. So it really, it seems to me like they really try to involve all sorts of people. They're trying to involve people who enjoy professions, people who enjoy running content, and people who like to PvP. So I think, I feel, I feel really good about this. It may just be because I'm really excited to get my Holy Priest cloak back, but overall, I feel very excited about this. So I opened up the PvP article, and the first one they have listed is my favorite legendary. I'm very happy about it. So happy to see a version of Safu's return. This is it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your sarcasm there, sir, is kind of breaking my earphones. So please just keep it under control. <laughs> to be fair, they did make Safu's better eventually, and like looks like it's the better version of it. So like I'm I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> Not like I'll ever get it because it's PvP stuff, but like. Hey, it's there. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, some other things that are there are some new key fo- key, <laughs> key phones. Some new Keystone affixes. Yep. Right, right? Uh, yeah, so some things that have been developed uh, as far as being tested are new Keystone affixes for you Mythic Plus racing demons. Uh, I... I I respect what you do. I have not done a whole lot of it myself, though I did more in BFA than I did uh, in Legion as far as Mythic Plus goes. But but they, I would say that the new affixes in BFA were definitely improvement on Legion, and it looks like they're trying to do even more with, uh, with Shadowlands. So there are three uh, that they introduced over the past several days. One of them is called Inspiring. And uh, in that one, non-boss enemies have an inspiring presence that strengthens their allies. So uh, that's going to kind of cause you to, to mix up your priority kill order by wanting to go after the one who's being uh, more inspiring, I would imagine. Uh, the next one is spiteful. Fiends rise from the corpses of non-boss enemies and pursue random players. That will go well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, non-tankable Yikes. ads. That sounds great. Yeah, Mythic Plus. yeah, I love that as a healer. Non-tankable yeah. ads. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong in a Mythic <laughs> 15 with that, right? Uh, oh, yeah. gross. Then uh, the, the last one that they've added, or that they're just 
playing around with testing is storming. While in combat, enemies periodically summon damaging whirlwinds, and this one I take offense at, because if there is one thing that annoyed me in Battle for Azeroth more than anything else, and I'm getting really nitpicky here, but any of you Horde side, and maybe even Alliance people if you were in Voldoon uh, and ran into some of these, but if you were playing Horde, you'd be in Voldoon, and you're fighting these Sethrak guys, and these Sethrak guys create these, the certain type of Sethrak create these whirlwinds right under your feet, and these are the most damaging freaking whirlwinds in the world, and you just could not shake them sometimes, and you'd wonder, why am I dead in two seconds to these stupid winds? If these whirlwinds are anything like those, I'm staying clear away from mythics. <laughs> Uh, but, it, I mean, still, it, it's some things to, to mix things up. Storming will keep people on their toes. Uh, there's a few affixes that keep people on their toes as far as, like, moving away and stuff. Uh, the, the spiteful one, man, I, I... I think inspiring is the one most likely to make it in the way it is. I think spiteful is going to be tricky to, to implement without really frustrating people who are doing mythics. And storming is a stay out of the poop thing, which, hey, if you're good at doing it, great. And if you're not, well, you're not going to like it. Um, and then, of course, there was a little earlier, there had been a, another affix that they were testing called prideful, where defeating non-boss enemies would fill the player with pride, forming a manifestation of pride that they must defeat. So all of these might be regular fixes that are part of uh, that are part of Shadowlands, or they may just be uh, testing of seasonal fixes. I, I, I've got to say, my favorite one, even though it's the one I'm like really doubting is going to make it in the, the the spiteful one can only cause complete and other chaos i want to see spiteful in the mythic dungeon invitational just wreak absolute havoc <laughs> I, I was just thinking that seeing spiteful in, in mdi would be amazing man <laughs> now one thing i'm curious about is like with storming i mean isn't that basically sounds like volcanic more or less right? yeah yeah, basically. It's it's just a different thing. Right, it, it's a stay out of the poop thing. It's I, I imagine instead, I think that these are going to be a little different, whereas Volcanic was like one spot. I imagine these whirlwinds will probably be moving spots. I think that's probably the twist on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... I, I would hope that Blizzard is not as evil as this, but imagine putting both of those affixes on the same week. Oh my gosh, that Volcanic Storming? Holy crap, that would suck. It could be. And it's also going to be a matter of if those whirlwinds do move, and if, say for example, bosses being one of the enemies that can periodically summon those, depending on that boss's mechanics mm. mixed with the whirlwinds, that could be a pain in the... Yeah. Keister. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm imagining the first <laughs> boss in Mists of Ternasith with storming and oh, oh, volcanic. No, no toasty. Shush. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Dear Lord, no. <laughs> Don't ruin one of my favorite dungeons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. These should be a lot of fun. I'm, yeah, how they eventually make it into the game should be interesting, especially like you said, Ro. Yeah. Uh, spiteful. 
that oh I'm I'm it's spiteful something I'm hoping to get to spectate and not participate in. I want to yeah. see it make it in the game. I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I will say though, Toasty. One thing that I do want to participate in, in in World of Warcraft is a motto battler. Oh man, motto battling. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that kind of content. I just love it so much. Hearthstone Battlegrounds, another great example of it. And I, I spend way too much time playing that. <laughs> I know I get something like that in WoW. Uh, we have talked. We have talked about the adventure system uh, in previous shows, but Blizzard has since come out with their whole guide towards that thing. Um, so, um, basically, once you choose your cap, your covenant, you'll be able to send different. Uh, different NPCs off on adventures, and you'll get a mix of rewards from completing these adventures. So anything from uh, uh, oh, uh, gold currencies. Uh, I believe it, mounts were mentioned somewhere here, which is cool. I think there's M mission tables never that. gave that. I'm okay with getting a mount. Yeah, I, I mean, especially if this is a system where, I mean. You, for one thing, it's an optional thing, right? So you, it, right. it's your choice whether or not you want to participate in it. But if they're going to include some rewards in here that you know it, that reward you for actually putting some thought into being tactical with how you assemble uh, the the troops and characters that you get, I'm I'm down for that. I mean, that's that's a heck of a lot more gameplay than mission tables have ever been. Exactly, and. Uh... And as, as I've said before, like, I, I, like, the idea of mission tables at the beginning was cool and all that, but I, like, I wanted it to be more engaging. And this is certainly one way of doing that, like giving, giving meaningful rewards mm -hmm. and also just adding a bit more complexity into the system of, outside of can I hit 100 to 200%. Yeah. And that's cool. Uh, so uh, within the system, you'll be able, you're creating a, uh, a, group of a combination of soulbinds or adventures um, uh, in a party of up to five to deal with different threats and you can be fighting up to eight different things with your five things so you know be careful potentially um, so it operates like the mission tables do today you're gonna assemble your party and it'll take X amount of time to complete that once that time elapses, you'll be able to see kind of in, re in quote real time how that battle played out. So you'll you'll see the progression of like of heals and damage and all that other good stuff, and it'll be broken down in a little combat text like thing uh, in one of the panels there. And however everything turns out depends. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll display there you know combat complete or you know you died that's a big rip button <laughs> something <laughs> so each covenant can provide 15 unique allies including the soulbinds um six of the you so you'll be, you'll be able to get six adventurers through the renowned system that we talked that we've talked about previously there's also six that can be rescued from within torghast and um, there's going to be uh, another group of adventurers which can be recruited by any covenant from within Torghast. 
So there's going to be a lot of Covenant-specific stuff, but also just random dude I found that seems pretty cool and won't kill my other buddies. And I'm liking the, the marriage with Torghast content in this, because, again, that that's my thing, right? So I, the auto-battler part of this has me intrigued. Torghast sounds fun to me, and when you're telling me these two things are going to work hand-to-hand, for me, that sounds great. I imagine it's not going to thrill other people, like people who are into doing this auto-battler thing, but maybe they weren't really that big or gung-ho on doing the whole Torghast stuff. This might frustrate them a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate bit. Fortunately, you know, it's not going to be a hard stop for you Yeah. in terms of uh, being able to do that. You just won't be able to use all 15 of these different allies. But you gotta catch them all. I mean, if if Medros has learned anything <laughs> from playing Pokemon Go, you, you, you gotta catch them all. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Medros, I know that uh, I feel like out of the four of us, right, your, your like, mission tables has been uh, one of your things you do in WoW. I feel like you've done it the most out of any of us. Uh, and and more consistently, um, seeing seeing this system now, and seeing what Blizzard has planned for it, what how are you, how are you feeling about everything? So for my feeling on mission tables has changed over the expansions. So for the first time we had one, which I think was Warlords of Draenor and the Garrison. Um. I feel like they've been increasingly harder to keep up with. So, uh, right now, I don't do mission tables very often on most of my characters. There was a time when I was trying to keep up on all of my characters, but the starvation on resources was just too much. Well, that, and they were far more rewarding back in Warlords of Draenor, too. I mean, people literally made millions off of doing nothing but mission tables. Yeah, and like now, what gold rewards are fifty gold? I think. Mm. I think I see. I think I saw a triple digit reward once. Uh, I mean, there when you do in Battle for Azeroth, there's a, a couple of you know the high value gold missions where you know you can get like I think a thousand or two something once in a while, but there, it's nothing big anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, basically for mission tables in in in. Battle for Azeroth, you basically... It's basically do rep until you hit Paragon level, then you get 5,000 gold. Yep. That's the only way to make anything reasonable off of that, and it's just not yeah, worth unless, it. Yeah, unless you're um, doing island expeditions and then get the treasure map mission. Then the, then there's that bonus bit of gold, too. That's true. Um, It's been... A long time since I did Island Expedition. <laughs> it's so been a long time since one. a lot of people have done an Island Expedition, so you're not alone there. Um, but, uh, I mean, essentially, when when there's not enough reward there for the amount of work I have to put in to get the resource needed to earn the reward, uh, there's less for me to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at this point, basically, my mission table is I do it on two or three alts at, 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 some, at some points during the week. But it's not like I'm checking in three three or four times a week or a day I should say which is what I would have done if it was the way it was in previous expansions so um, 
I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out. Uh, I want to actually see it in, in actual, like, playability. And I haven't yet seen that, so I don't really have a strong opinion at this point. I'm interested to see the changes. I want to see if there's some reward that makes it worth doing. Uh, because once I hit Exalted with reps, that extra amount of rep for Paragon and the, the, the small amount of reward you get for that work has not made it worth it so far. Yeah. So, hopeful, but very cautiously so. That's fair. Uh, I'm not willing to say I'm hard on yes or no, uh, but I'm, I'm... I'm pulling a toasty here. I'm being very cynical in the belief that it'll be something that'll be fully rewarding as a long-term entire expansion feature. So... A, a genuine question for you and I'm not when I ask this I'm honestly not saying this to like troll you on the whole your feelings about <laughs> Torghast thing but I, I'm being serious about this because of all these ties with like hey you go to Torghast you can get some extra characters uh, because of the 15 characters I guess like at least half of them are, are people that you're going to find by doing Torghast does that make you more interested to do Torghast or less interested to do this content? Well, my, my hatred for Torghast is very, very well known by everybody who listens to the show, and there's nobody who listens to the show who would ever doubt that. So, that said, um, I mean, I have been willing to do other things that I didn't like for a limited time to get something mm -hmm. I wanted. I would likely be willing to do that here okay. as well. Um... I would be likely probably, I mean, more than 50% likely to go into Torghast uh, knowing that it would benefit some other area. But it's not something I imagine that I would go into all the time, and I'm sure that Ali is just begging to, to say something here. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> she has opinions sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I would I would let I would I mean I would even do PvP like I've done PvP for quests and and, and stuff that I w had rewards that I wanted um, but it's not like I'm gonna be going to Torghast ten times a day to get yeah. that you know so it's not a Rathian situation where it's just a hard stop yeah. like you're willing to you're willing to explore the content in this case to further your gameplay in another area. Torghast is not a principal stand. I find it funny that we have different levels of Medras irritation <laughs> based on different game concepts. Are, are we at Torghast yes. irritation, Medros? Are we at Rathion irritation? On a scale of Torghast to Rathion, how irritated are you about something? And that officially just became yeah. a thing. <laughs> you gotta admit, Medros, it's a pretty good scale. It is. Like it, it works. It's a pretty good scale. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, I mean, you have your warriors and rogue level of. I, I don't like them. Oh, I uh, hate rogues. Oh the... my god. I <laughs> hate rogues. Are you kidding me? <laughs> rogues are my Rathion Medros. Let me make this clear. 
Okay, but uh, like, is that a, of a PvP perspective? Yes, or is everything. it a. No. You just don't no, like No, everything. There, there are only two rogues in World of Warcraft that I will give the time of day to, and that is the rogue played by John Jagger from Azeroth Roundtable yeah, and the, and the rogue played that, by yeah. uh, Coverville. Uh, but besides that, those are the only two rogues that I will ever associate with. Every other rogue in World of Warcraft is trash. I'm sorry if you play a rogue as your main. If you play a rogue wow. as your main, I'm sorry. I cannot play with you. Unless wow. you're John or, or Brian. Jeez, I didn't know you felt this way. Oh my gosh, my hatred for rogues is deep. Don't, don't, oh man. Uh, Allie, don't you play a rogue? My first character I ever made was, now I don't main a rogue. You're fine. But my first character I ever made was a rogue, and she's still very near and dear to my heart. Everyone makes mistakes. And by the way, Anne Stickney, I'm sorry. (laughs) I love you as a podcaster. I hate that you made a rogue. (laughs) I said it. Sorry, who who is that just here? It wouldn't be episode 700 without something like this, right? I did not really... I mean, I knew you didn't have the strongest feelings for Rogue, just based off of listening to you for years, but I didn't realize it was this level of passionate hate for them. Do you know how much I was traumatized in my first two to three years of this game by Rogue's and I guess, that explains it. Do you know what it's like (laughs) to be a warlock getting stunned until the end of days by Rogue's and PvP? Until you've had that happen to you, you don't understand my hatred for rogues see back back in the days of burning crusade that's when i was meeting oh, my rogue gosh, and that's actually were... when i did pvp on my rogue mm. and that's when i got annoyed by all the dots from warlocks and i had fun stunning them because of their <laughs> see, annoying the, dots. The, the, the rogue a lot of people talk about the, the warlock mage war right how mages hate warlocks and warlocks yeah. hate mages no no you see that's just a cover-up the true war is the warlock rogue war <laughs> and, and that, and that, folks, is how Allie and Ro became mortal enemies throughout the world. I, I mean, we can give each other a respectful nod across the field of battle, but I'm not shaking your hand if you're on your rogue. I'm sorry. That's you know, like I said, I don't main her anymore. It just, she is still very much a part of my heart, and so now that I'm aware of this level of hatred, I'm just gonna have to remember that. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I'm at Rathion levels of irritation when it comes to rogues. Legit. Full Rathion. And here I thought I gave <laughs> paladins a hard time too often. Oh. Um, no. My, my, no. My, my intense dispassion for rogues in World of Warcraft is immense. But the funniest thing oh, about all apparently. this, guys, is I love rogues in Hearthstone. They're so much fun. It's my favorite class in Hearthstone. I love rogues in Hearthstone, and I absolutely hate warlocks in Hearthstone. So you know what, Ro? I I, I think in my head, I think I've just come up a way that I can agree one hundred percent with you. Sure. Don't know why. Rogues gave us Rathion. I mean, you're not wrong. Rathion. Oh. So Rathion did was involved with the rogue legendary quest. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we can we can agree there. Sure. Okay, I, I'm I'm with it. I'm yeah. with you on this. Episode oh, seven hundred. Medros and Roe finally come to an agreement on something. You heard it here first. <laughs> wow! His, Only on such a milestone episode could this happen. Making. I was not expecting this. I don't know how to react. <laughs> Delete your rogues. All oh, your rogues. Oh man. 
That's the only way, only proper reaction. <laughs> well, thankfully, I don't have a rogue. I have a rogue. I have a rogue as a. I have a rogue holding a name, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to our first sponsor. Uh, t- today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Rose on the show, so obviously we're going to play Ready Player One. Um, but at the behest of Ro, of Ro we're going to forego that tr- tradition and instead listen to Shadows Rising. Much as it surprised him, the dry heat and endless noise of Orgrimmar felt like home. Perhaps it was like returning to a wayward, peculiar family. One thrall had not necessarily chosen, but that he had come to respect. Thrall, son of Duratan, former war chief, had expected to recoil at the familiar scents and mayhem of the Horde city but he slipped back into its rhythm with surprising ease. In a way, the familiarity of it frightened him. Things had changed, of course. The Horde itself had changed. It had to. No longer could a single war chief rule them all. No. Like a strange family, the Horde had grown, suffered, expanded, retracted, and finally, he thought, They were beginning to find their feet not as different nations united by a single voice, but as a chorus of strong voices raised as one. Wolves grew stronger as a pack in numbers, and there in Grommash Hold, among the Horde Council, he saw many fine wolves at his side. So once again, that was World of Warcraft Shadows Rising, written by Madeline Rue and narrated by Susan Wakoma. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. <clears throat> so, our question of the week from last week was, what do you think of the new heirloom bonuses? Uh, Zakad Utah says, I want a refund of the tens of thousands of gold I've invested into them. Leo Wild says, they're not bad, but not quite amazing enough to convince me to still use heirlooms after 9.0. And Frazerock says, I will say as someone who loves alts and rests them, I like the rest of the XP stuff, but as Dismas Festo point, brings up a good point, the heirlooms are geared for one type of player, and the stats should be more equivalent to blues and purples. Right now, the gear themselves isn't great. Joda says, I really like the idea of set bonuses for heirloom pieces. That said, if the one already shown is all we get, then I'll be disappointed. There are a lot of neat classic WoW set bonuses that are just wasting away. I think it would be cool if some of those set bonuses could become the 6 peat set bonus on heirlooms. There are multiple shoulder, head, weapon, etc. types of, heirloom, of heirlooms the player can choose while leveling, so why not put some cool set bonuses to play with in there? Uh, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a cool sounding idea. Uh, if you're an altaholic, then then you'd get a lot of use out of that. But if the leveling experience is so fast, then you don't get to see that cool stuff for that long, right? Because if you're done in 10 hours, then uh, then the bonuses basically go away for you when you're doing endgame content. So I don't know. It's I, my personal opinion because I didn't I forgot to submit an answer for this is uh, it's 
not the end of the world. I, I feel I got my gold's worth when I bought the heirlooms. I got the value out of them when I did, so I don't need a refund, that's for sure. Are you all ready for this? Mm. You sure? Hey. I'm waiting for this. <laughs> all right. Seraphis says, the bonuses are trash. If you want real heirloom bonuses, make it so your grandma comes out behind a tree and gives you a casserole and says, eat, you're wasting away. Or when you level up, she pops out and says, oh, you're such a good boy slash girl and pinches your cheeks. That's the real heirloom bonus we should be getting. Guys, the, the real heirloom bonus is the friends <laughs> we make along the way, right? Seraphis <laughs> 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 oh. comes up with some pretty crazy answers to this. He's, he's been really going all I was, out. I, I was hoping for a little more, a little more of a grandma voice there, but... <laughs> I'm not at that level of my life yet. There's only so much I can do with that voice. Fair enough. <laughs> Give me a few more years. <laughs> Alright, well, next week's question is, what do you think of the return of the Scourge event in the Shadowlands pre-patch? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I never got to experience any of the Scourge events, because I started playing at the end of Wrath of the Lich King. So... I'm looking forward to experiencing everything that it has to offer, and also maybe, possibly... Definitely infect, infecting as many people as I can. What about you, Allie? I am mixed about it because, on one hand, it is fun for the first little bit, and it does seem like they added a little bit more, and there's you know some quests, and I do like returning to Ice Crown because that's a great place and lore and blah blah blah. But I do remember last time it was here after a couple weeks, it got kind of old. So I'm excited for the first couple weeks of it. And then after that, I'm going to be kind of done. That's my guess. <laughs> well, on the upside, I I mean, they don't generally last more than a week or two, do they? Usually, It's going to be at least, I think, a three week thing. Okay. Three, maybe four. I mean... We don't necessarily need to have the pre-patch event start as soon as the patch right. hits. So, you know, I don't feel like my my date is my estimate is is off yet. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to as a paladin uh, fight the scourge of the scourge uh, and undead uh, thoroughly and with great uh, fervor. I. I am looking forward to more, but more than anything else, I mean, the Scourge event and the infections and all that stuff is cool and all that, and I mean, I'm down with that, but the thing I'm most interested in is the, a, a certain world boss, I don't, I forget if you guys have spoiled that yet, about the world boss that's in this pre-patch. Oh no, I, I specifically excluded that. Okay, so there is, <laughs> I will simply say... To avoid spoilers, there is a world boss in this pre-patch, and I am looking forward to encountering that world boss and seeing the cinematic that happens after it. Yes. yes. Very much so. I don't know the world boss you're talking about. Well, you'll find out. <laughs> oh, boy, will you ever. Right, now I'm going to go looking for this information here. I'll tell you after the show. All right. 
So we do actually have a voicemail. Uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, so let's give a bit of a listen to this. Hey, guys. It's your old pal Capo here. And I just wanted to call in and congratulate you, especially you, Medros, for 700 episodes. That is a fantastic milestone that should not be overlooked. And while you probably know from things I've said in the past, I don't always agree with everything that's said on the show. And uh, I wish you could be a little more passionate about the game, Medros. But the fact that you've hung in there and continue to produce a quality show every week and just basically have endured through all different types of circumstances and in real life, all different sorts of stages of the game, and uh, many, many, many hosts. Tip of the hat to you, my friend. Allie, Toasty, you know, I think you guys are great. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. I don't want to get too rambly because I can talk forever. And that's not going to be a good thing because I'll never shut up. Anyways, once again, congratulations on 700 episodes. Here's to another 700. Hopefully the game will still be around that long. I'll be uh, in an old folks' home by then, but, you know, you young whippersnappers, get off my lawn! Keep putting out that podcast. Take care. <laughs> no hamster for that left, baby. <laughs> that was great. That was a great voice. Thank, thank you very much, Capo. Oh, uh, Capo. I, I appreciate your, your feedback, uh, and I will endeavor to uh, improve as best I can every week. Thank you. Thanks, Capo. All right, time for shoutouts. Uh, Ro, as the uh, guest, uh, preferably speaking, uh, you get to go first. I shout out to all you guys for having me back on for this momentous episode. Uh, I mean, this show has had a lot of previous guests and co-hosts and stuff like that, and I always consider it an honor and a pleasure to be on this show. Uh, and a shout out to. Uh, a numerous people on Twitter who have been putting up with me ranting about uh, work and other non-WoW things lately. So uh, during during these weird, strange, and difficult times, uh, I, I appreciate all, all y'all who that that read and listen to me vent about non-WoW things and decide to still follow. So <laughs> shout out to all of you, Ellie. Cool. Well, shout out to Ro for coming on. I'm so glad you're here and very grateful for you. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, Toasty, if I'm taking yours, but uh, I'm going the cheesy route and saying shout out to you, Medros. 700 is definitely incredible. And it's podcasters like you who really paved the way for a lot of the rest of us. And that means a lot. You know, I know for on a very personal level, podcasting has changed my life. And if we didn't have podcasters like you who did start this, you know, back in the day and putting all this hard work and all these hours into their shows like they did back then, like you still do now, things would be a lot different. And I am just, I am grateful for you 
and all the work you've put into the show over the years. I'm grateful that you brought me on and you kept me around and I am just generally grateful for you. Uh, so you're not wrong, Allie. You... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to shout Do it. Okay, so for, first, of, first of all, shout out, Ro. Thanks for coming on. I always love uh, hanging out with you and talking with you on ATA and just in general. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, Medros, um, I, I, there are so many places that I can begin and so many things that I can say. First of all, thanks for taking a chance on me way long ago. I, I had like I, I had very little podcasting experience when you invited me to be onto the, on this show, and I am very grateful for it. You've changed like that. Th- th- this experience has changed my life in so many positive ways, and. Like, all of that is because of you, and I'll forever be grateful for it. Um, I look forward to being on this show for as long as you'll tolerate me. And, and talking to everybody about this game that we love for, I don't know, 700 more episodes. Um, my, my final shout-out, and I feel as though an episode of ATA during hockey... Would not be complete without me shouting out something hockey related. Shout out to the St. Louis Blues for setting a record that will likely never be broken and losing a record five straight playoff games because that will likely never happen again. In fact, it's physically and mathematically impossible for it to happen again. So shout out for a historic achievement. (laughs) First time in Gold Knights history? First time in Golden Knights history. <laughs> I, I just I figured I'd give you the opportunity, you know, just to go there one more time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so unexpectedly, my first shout out is also going to be hockey related. Uh, congrats to the uh, the Colorado Avalanche for yeah. a serious butt whooping to the former Winnipeg Jets, <laughs> Jets 1.0, who are now the Coyotes. Uh, that's my first one. That felt good, man. That felt I was good. Surprised, surprised you didn't get get that one in there. I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I was trying to be serious and focus on I, you. Deal with it. I appreciate that. I, I figured <laughs> I'd take my my chance to to give you your due. Um. Next up, Toasty. Um, choosing you as the co-host of the show was by far an awesome choice. You. You had some rough times in the beginning, but you have grown to be an amazing podcaster. Um, and if ever my time on the show were to be done, uh, I would be absolutely asking you to take my place. Allie, uh, you have a a presence and a confidence and a podcaster's voice... I haven't heard from very many people in all of my 700 episodes here, plus the time I spent on WoW Radio, in the entire time I'm creating content, which is approximately two months longer than this game's been around in release format. Um, I can count on one hand the people who have impressed me with their voice as well as you have. Um... I hadn't heard much about you before that that first time we met on 
the pod before the con, pod before the con. Um, you blew me away then, and you continue to do so every week. Um, you have a, a self assurance and a knowledge of yourself that not a lot of people have, and I respect you greatly for that. Um, you've been willing to do the show when you've had troubles and stresses and times that would break most people and mad respect for that um there have been times when I shouldn't have done the show and I've tried to and I know how that dedication can get you sometimes and I respect that you're willing to do a show even if you're not 100% at your best so you have my respect and my admiration and I will tell people to listen to your podcast, whatever podcast you're doing, anytime I see you're doing something. Ro, my friend. Um, I think the fact that I keep having you on my show tells you how much I respect you. Um, if there is a podcaster out there that brings this community together, it's you. With Realm Maintenance, you have shown that this community can stand together and not apart. And um, you have shown that we can be better in a group than apart. You have, through Real Maintenance and through Calm Before the Storm, have promoted podcasting more than anybody I know. Um, I, myself... I'm willing to admit and able to admit I have not always been the best member of the community. I have been envious. I have been jealous. I have been prideful. You have been consistently and reliably a person who has um, put the community before yourself. And I... I I am envious of your success in that ability. Something that I myself don't know that I could do. So your departure from the show was difficult and maybe sad when you decided to leave. But you have so many amazing things going on. And um, I, I wish I could be the community ambassador that you are. Um, you deserve all the accolades and all the respect that I know people have given you over the years. Um, and so much more. Um, so, next up to the listeners. I gave you a number at the beginning of the show. 36 days. 1 hour, 59 minutes, 38 seconds. Also, Toasty, why couldn't you just go, like, just a few seconds longer last time? Just a few seconds longer, we could have had a nice, even number, but it's so nice. Just, just a little extra, man. Come on, a little extra on each episode, you've been fine. My only uh, regret is that I couldn't, <laughs> is that I'll never be able to get it to 69 seconds. I, I know. I know. Uh, we'll make sure you're around for 69 days. How's that sound? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so, uh, thirty-six days, one hour, fifty-nine minutes, and thirty-eight seconds of absolute joy of doing this podcast for a audience that hasn't always agreed with me, has often thought I was crazy, probably still does, and you've all made it worth it because you guys are consistently and reliably the backbone of it that makes this show go. Um, I don't hear from a lot of you, but those I do hear from, I'm, I'm fueled. It, it drives me to continue doing this podcast every week. And it is, it is my honor to be the host of your World of Warcraft podcast. It is my honor to have been the head of this podcast for all this time to bring you news and thoughts and experiences and many jokes and many conversations about hockey and and a variety of topics over the years that are absolutely nothing to do with World of Warcraft, Um, but also to have very serious conversations and to have the, the conversations that we need to have as communities for us to continue to thrive and grow. So... Thank you for letting me be on the show and giving me the chance to put a couple hours of, of audio in your podcast players every week and to make all things Azeroth something that you guys enjoy listening to. Uh, and lastly, to all of the co-hosts I've had. Um, from my current co-hosts back to when Emma was on the show and Ro was on the show and Elizabella was on the show and Grace and Shade and Zardrissa and Lelia and all the folks who've been here, whether they were here for one episode as a guest, whether they were here for a hundred episodes or years of time, thank you for being my partner in this and for allowing me to talk to you putting up with my ums and my ahs and for being a part of this thing that has lasted for 700 episodes um you you'll never know how how important that's been in my last 14 years. So, uh, and also a shout out to Sean uh, for all the editing and one second. to my friend Jen and our friend Aster who were moderators back in the day for being so awesome. That's it. Well, uh, <laughs> I I think the the 
best way to, to kind of close things out is to just hit the outro. Uh, guys, if you want to know where you can find me, um, at Brian Podcaster on Twitter, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I think I'll give the outro because uh, I'm probably the only one who has the, the, the breath to do it and the, to do it at this moment. It's not bailing themselves out with tears. So if you'd like to reach the show by voicemail, you can uh, do so by calling one seven eight five ATA WOW five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. You can join our new Battle.net group at uh, bit.ly slash bnetata. You can check out Allie's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. On Twitter, find us at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandresk, and at dawnforge. And, of course, please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge Network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. All right, and we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of another All Things Azeroth. This podcast is part of the Dawnforge Network. Copyright 2020.